Hi, I'm Wes Leek and welcome to History Makers. Today our guest is Rhonda Palmer from Christians Against Poverty. Welcome, Rhonda. Thank you, Wes. Rhonda, tell me, how did Christians Against Poverty start? Um, Christians Against Poverty started in the UK about 12 years ago. Um, John Kirkby was a Christian businessman who lost his house and his family and went through a really torrid time. But he had worked in the finance industry and he realised that the information that he had learnt over the years and, and with what happened to him personally, he could use to really help other people who, who were facing the same situation. So so he just had a heart of compassion for for people who were doing it tough financially and wanted to help. So he actually started in his lounge room with, with £10 that someone had donated and um, and he just started debt counselling with people who needed help um, in his area. And now there's over 70 centres in the UK today. So it's just grown from one man's passion in his lounge room to a huge organisation that that um, that is the biggest debt counselling organisation in the UK now. So, yeah. What exactly does Christians Against Poverty do in a practicality sense? Okay, we we actually um, can help anyone who's um, in financial need. We, um, if somebody calls in for help, we actually go and visit them in their homes. Um, we do a budget and get enough information to do a budget for them, um, and that information is then sent to head office, and and a budget is produced out of that. Um, and m- most of our clients who call in for help are also in debt, so we do a budget, make sure that all their Priority things are covered now. Priority things I mean electricity, rent, um, telephone, all those things that that you know you really can't do without. So first aim is to get that budget to balance, uh, and then if there's disposable income left over, that is applied against their debts, and we will go into bat on our clients' behalf with all the creditors to get interest and charges stopped, so that those clients can afford to pay that debt back in a reasonable amount of time. So we actually look at the whole solution and um, work with our clients until they become debt free. In terms of your clients, is there a particular type of client or are you seeing people from across the board of income levels and the like? Yeah, we're seeing um, people from right across the board. When, when I first started about five and a half years ago, we were mainly helping people who were on Centrelink benefits. But with the current climate that, uh, that's been happening in Australia, all the changes, the interest rate rises, etc., a lot more people are struggling. So we're actually seeing a lot more middle-income families now and even some high-income families. So it's actually financial difficulty has affected people right across the board. I'm a person who has... You know, my finances are in a disarray. I need some help. I come and see you. What would you do with me? Okay. First, I would ask you to get all your bills together, <laughs> anything to do with your financial situation. Um, we would then um, go through um, a comprehensive budget. So I would actually take down enough information that I could do a proper budget for you. And any debt statements that you've got for creditors, um, we would take that down as well. Um, if you're behind in arrears on your priority things like um, electricity, telephone, that's all recorded. I would then send that information down to head office and we would look at a solution for you and that would come back to me a week later. I would come back and see you and we would get you started with, with us and then on the road to financial freedom. So. so in terms of the creditors, would you actually negotiate with the creditors on my behalf? Yeah, absolutely. Head office is in Newcastle and that's where all our pro- processes happen and there's actually a special unit called the creditor liaison unit down there and their job is to go on the bat on our client's behalf based on what they can afford to pay and not what the creditors are telling them to pay because not many people are aware that the law in Australia actually says you're allowed to have enough to live off for your priority needs and by a priority as we said before that's rent, food, clothing, all your basic needs you're allowed to have enough to live off for that before you have to pay off unsecured debt which a lot of people don't know 
but the creditors are aware of that, and that's why they put pressure on people who fall behind, because basically it's unsecured. So it doesn't mean that our clients don't pay the debt back, but what we do with that budget is try and ensure that there's enough there to actually pay those creditors back in a reasonable amount of time. So we make offers based to those creditors on what the client can afford to pay, not what the creditors are asking them to pay. Occasionally we have a client who can actually afford more than a minimum repayment, so we will ask for interest to be reduced in that case again based on what the client can afford so that's all about standing up for the rights of our clients and going into bat for them and getting a, a fair deal. That's a brilliant service because I, I know when, when people do hit hard times, the creditors phone and they phone and they yeah, phone absolutely. and people get to the stage they don't want to answer their phone anymore yeah. but you take all that over on their behalf. That's correct, yeah. When we first go and see a client, we have to do everything properly and uh, one of the first things our clients are asked to do is sign an authority for us to act on their behalf and we need that authority to be able to represent them before the creditors. So once um, they've actually signed that authority, the creditors are no longer allowed to contact them and hassle them. They actually have to go through us. It takes them a while to get that message and they will still continue to harass but what we tell our clients is that to tell the creditors that CAP has authority to act on their behalf and all they need to tell the creditors is is to ring CAP and then put the phone down. So we actually take all that stress and pressure off them um, and the creditors do eventually get the message and they start ringing us rather than the client. So yeah, it causes terrible distress um, to families when they're being continually harassed. They would start to give life back to people straight away Absolutely, when that occurs yes. as well. Yeah. Now, you have quite a unique service at CAP in that you set up an account that people pay into and you would pay their bills on their behalf as part of that budgeting. Is that correct? Yes, that's correct. So when, when we do that budget, we encourage our clients to pay their priority bills through that account, which is telephone, electricity, your regular monthly ones. There are savings in that account as well for clothing, car registration. We have a category called future needs, which is just undesignated savings in case something breaks down. We have a specialised system that when we put all this information in and what the client is going wants to pay through their CAP account, it will come back with an amount that our clients need to deposit into that account weekly or monthly whenever they get paid or fortnightly. And as long as our clients pay that into the account, all their bills are going to be paid. We will schedule payment dates for each of their priority bills, so their electricity will be paid monthly instead of three monthly when the big bills come. Uh, the telephone will be paid monthly, as is gas, etc. Um, a portion of that will be set aside for savings, which will build up in their cap account until they need to withdraw on it. And the way they get um, withdrawn is just to let their caseworker know and then the money's back in their own account within 24 hours. So say somebody needed, needed to go shopping for clothing, they'd ring up their caseworker and say, how much have I got in my account? And they'd say, we can put $100 back. They go, great, you know, $100 arrives in their own bank account the next day and they go shopping for their clothes. There's all the debt repayment as well too. So It's a brilliant service. I think a lot of people are saying, why can't you do that for me? Because the paying of the bills is, is a huge task for anyone it is, in yes. doing that. So yeah. that's good. Well, I know we've a uh, lady in my church uses your service and she was very excited the other day. She came and told me how much money she had saved and she's a, a single mum with five kids and it's just changed her. Can you tell some of the testimonies about some of the clients that you've seen over the five years? been working with CAP? Yes, many. <laughs> but when you're talking about savings, it just brings to mind one of my first clients who was a pensioner in his late 60s, had never saved in his life before and was in serious debt with the banks. And he started working with CAP and he actually started to accumulate his savings. And I remember him coming in one day and saying, how much do I actually have? And he had $400 in his savings and he was just blown away because he'd never been able to save anything like that. 
um, in all his life up to that point. Where does God fit into the whole managing of your money? My money personally? Well, see, or, 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 <laughs> your money personally and also with your clients? Right. Yeah. God is the head of CAP. <laughs> you know, we wouldn't be here if it wasn't for God. Because, you know, God's heart is to help poor and needy people. And, you know, that, that's what we're here for, is, is to just show God's love to, to those who are really struggling. Um, and CAP is a very practical service, but we're also here um, just to let people know that God loves them and they're not on their own. All through my life, we've, well, since I became a Christian, and particularly after we were married, we have always just seen God's provision in our own finances. We have always tithed as a family and we actually have provision for our clients to um, give a little bit back to CAPS. We do teach giving as well. It's not compulsory for our clients but many of them, it it actually gives them some self-esteem back to realise that they can actually put a little bit back in and and help. So on average our clients will probably um, give about 4 to $5 a month towards the work of CAP, which makes them feel better because they know it's going to help other families in need and and as I said, it gives them some self-esteem okay. back because they're, they're not just taking, they're able to give. Um, and it's all budgeted in as well. So, And as an organisation, we've just seen God's faithfulness in the lives of all our clients. And when we pray for them, we just see God's blessing time and time again on them. And situations turn totally around. Because that, that is part of your service as well, in, so. in praying with your clients yeah. and for your clients. Tell me a bit about that. Um, there are actually 13 CAP centres based throughout Australia at the moment and more coming. But every centre has two volunteer teams one is the prayer team and people from the church where the cap center is based volunteer their time just to pray for our clients and and we would probably meet together once a month we um, send out prayer requests every week and when we start praying for our clients needs we just see huge breakthroughs happen so sometimes if we're struggling to get a breakthrough with a particular creditor the team will pray and um and next next minute you know there's a huge breakthrough happened with it so um we just see tremendous answers to prayer all the time and, and our clients are actually really comforted by the fact that someone cares enough to pray for them as well. It, it's, it's the practicality of the gospel, isn't it? Combining Absolutely. with the power of the gospel and the practicality of the gospel, what you're doing. Yes, that's right. Rhonda, each of the centres is based out of a church. Yes. If a church wanted to get involved in a CAP program, what would they have to do? Okay, they would need to ring head office, um, which is in Newcastle, and the number to ring is 1300 227 000. They would talk to... Uh, Matt Nichols or one of our senior team down there and um, you know, just let them know that they're interested in maybe running a CAP centre and what does it involve and Matt or someone down in head office will take them through the process. With so many people in need at the moment, is there some key advice that you would give to people when they come to see you about managing their affairs? Yeah, um, when they come to see us, they obviously need to commit to the CAP program. As you've heard, that is very comprehensive. General advice would be, you know, if, if you find yourself in financial difficulty, don't ignore it. <laughs> That's the first thing because it won't go away, unfortunately. Um, and the second thing is if you're finding it very hard to manage yourself, please seek advice. Um, they I mean, we're here to help, but there's other organisations to help as well. You know, there, there is a lot you can do for yourself. We actually have a self-help book for those who who don't um, want to commit to the CAP program because it is quite comprehensive. And there's a whole lot of steps you can take th- um, through that, as in, you know, doing a budget for yourself, finding out exactly where you're at financially because that's what a budget does. It shows you exactly um, where your money's going and what you're spending it on. If it's unsecured, we, by that I mean that there's no nothing held of security over it, like it's not a car loan. It's, it's just things that, such as a credit card, you know, personal loan, anything that's unsecured, you can actually contact the institutions yourself and let them know you're struggling financially and there's, there's often a lot that they, they can do to help. They're often sympathetic when they know that you really are struggling. So if you're really finding it hard, 
hard to manage. Please seek advice because it really won't go away by itself. When when we have financial difficulties, we tend to shut ourselves in. That's right. Where yes. it, there is no shame in picking up the phone and talking to someone because you guys are here to help. Yep. We've had Lifeline on the show. Other uh, organisations are here to help as well. Absolutely. And you probably find such hope yeah. in doing that too. Yeah. Debt can be very isolating and people do feel very ashamed of where the, the situation that they find themselves in. But the bottom line is that it's often not their own fault. You know, there's many, many things can contribute to debt, you know, relationship breakdowns, sickness. There's no shame in, in asking for help, you know, because there's different things that have contributed to your situation and some are beyond our client's control. So... Finally, Rhonda, if someone is out there listening and feeling like, I I need God to come in and help me in this situation, what would you say to them at this time? We're here to help, and there are also a lot of other organisations to help, but, you know, if you know you need God in your life, then, you know, there's plenty of churches around your local church you can call for help because God will certainly answer your prayer you know God never ignores a cry for help so the practical thing is to go to go to a local church or you know if it's to do with finances pick up the phone and call us or or call another organization who who can help you know I think one of the prayers that God answers a lot in my life is the God help prayer absolutely you know sometimes all we've got to say is God help and he will come and answer us that's right yeah well, Rhonda, it's been great to have you on the show today. Uh, thank you, uh, and thank you for the service you're doing with CAP. So please, uh, the, if you want to look up their website, it's www.capaust.org. That's www.capaust.org. Thank you. Thank you for having us. That brings us to the end of this week's show. You can listen to this interview again or any of our other interviews. Simply go to historymakersradio.com. Thanks for joining us. History Makers.